I apologize for my voice. I think I finally realized something this year, that God seeks to allow me to learn something about frustration every year around this time of the year. Uh, it's my allergies. I, I don't know if it's the, the smells of Christmas, the shrubbery and the plants that are around me at Christmas. Um, not sure what it is, and, and maybe perhaps four wonderful worship services last night had something to do with this. We've been making a lot of joyful noise and getting to do a lot of preaching uh, in the last 24 hours. It has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to celebrate Christmas with you. Last night we did have four wonderful services, and those services are wonderful in so many ways. One of my favorite things about those services is how many members of the community we get to welcome into those services. Every year I see people from the community who tell me how grateful they are for that opportunity Christmas Eve to worship here at Wesley Memorial Church. We do in so many ways cease to exist as a gift to this community around us. So it has been a pleasure to celebrate Christmas with you. I'm grateful that our faith calls us to great days of celebration. We are called to great days of celebration, but our faith doesn't let us celebrate too long because there is work to do in the world. We get to celebrate, and I'm so glad that life is punctuated in the Christian faith with days of feasting and fasting, with days of celebration and great solemnity. I'm grateful that the Christian faith brings this balance to us. And we do get to celebrate, but we don't get to celebrate too long because we need to be about the work that is at hand. The work at hand right now is for us to take Christmas to the world. The world around us in so many ways desperately needs the gift of Christmas. I'm grateful that our Christian faith is so realistic about the challenges we face in this world. When I think about the Bible's account of the coming of Jesus, one of the things that fascinates me about the way Luke presents it is that as soon as that wondrous night is over, you see Mary and Joseph taking Jesus into the temple for circumcision and then the rite of purification. So they're getting on with the business of living the life of faith. And of course, when they take Jesus into the temple for circumcision, the rite of purification, they encounter one of one of my favorite characters in the New Testament, Simeon. They encounter the aged Simeon, the aged Simeon, and Simeon, of course, makes that great proclamation when Simeon there in the temple court beholds the infant Jesus. Simeon says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen 
Your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. But as soon as Simeon says that, he turns to Mary and he says to Mary some hard words. Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed And then he looks straight at Mary and he says, And a sword will pierce your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Simeon says to Mary, soon after the birth, that this child that you are holding will cause some to rise and cause some to fall, and that this child that you're holding holding will experience a sword piercing his soul, and you too, Mary, will experience that. The church calls us to celebrate, but the church doesn't let us celebrate too long. Our faith sends us back into the world, and we're very realistic about the challenge of the world around us. In the wisdom of the Christian community, do you know what tomorrow is in the Christian calendar, the historic Christian calendar? It's the feast day of St. Stephen. And perhaps you know that from the Christmas carol, Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. Tomorrow in the Christian calendar, we celebrate, perhaps that's not the right word, we remember St. Stephen. Do you remember who St. Stephen is? If you don't, you can go home this afternoon and you can read his story there in Acts chapter 6 and 7. St. Stephen was the first Christian martyr. He was the first of those early church Christians who had to give his life because of his faith in Jesus Christ. And I think in the wisdom of the church, we go from this day to that day. We go from this day to remembering what it is we face in the world. We're called to celebrate, but we cannot celebrate too long because there's a world to which we need to go. There's a world to which we need to go and do the work of Christmas. Then in the Christian calendar, December the 28th, is the day we remember what we call in the tradition of the Christian community, the slaughter of the innocents. How Herod killed all those babies in Bethlehem, seeking to kill this newborn king, Jesus. I'm grateful, in a rather strange way, that the Bible, the Bible allows us to celebrate, but the Bible is very honest and very realistic about the work we're called to do and the world in which we're called to do this work. I'm glad that our faith calls us to great days of of feasting and celebration, but our faith never lets us celebrate too long because there's work to do. Howard Thurman was a great preacher and a great leader in the civil rights struggle, particularly in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. He created one of the first biracial, um, cross-racial, interdenominational churches in the United States. He mentored many of the leaders of the civil rights movement, including Dr. King. Uh, 
Howard Thurman was a great, great intellect in so many ways and a great mystic in so many ways with his relationship with Jesus Christ. And he knew that we are called from Christmas to the work of Christmas. And he wrote this. He entitled it, The Work of Christmas. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christ, the work of Christmas, begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among others, to make music in the heart. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Merry Christmas. Now, friends, let us stand and profess the Apostles' Creed with one voice. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, <coughs> 